dinosaurs. Hey, you like Pez? It looks like that has Heaney from the boundary line. He's an expert at these. Hello and welcome to Behind the Boundary Podcast. I'm your host, Pez. I'm here with Source. We're in for the final round of the AFL season, round 23. Finals are still up in the air. Top four spots still up for grabs. Uh, this is what we love, Source. It is what we love, Pez. It's um, something we talk week in, week out about, about where everyone is going to finish. And it all comes down to the last round. Two massive games that sort of um, pick two fates for, for uh, two clubs, realistically. There's another two games um, that we need to talk about in terms of whether people are going to finish on their ladder. Um, it's a great round of footy leading into the bye, Pez, the, the famous finals before the bye. Yeah, and we start off on, on Friday night, which is a massive, massive clash that we'll speak about. And Melbourne taking on Brisbane up at the Gabba. And the winner can secure a top four finish. And the loser is at the, at the peril of other results to, to miss the top four. You are correct, Pez. And missing the top four after a lot of these teams' season, like, you know, Geelong's obviously safe, but Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, Collingwood, Fremantle, you know, all of those teams have had a lot of time in the top four and it's sort of been a seesawing affair for a lot of them. But for those teams to sort of miss the top four after the way they've finished, give away a double chance, give away a potential home final, it's really disappointing. But but it is great as footy fans because it means there's so much riding on it and we don't have players resting and having two weeks off before the finals. And it's what you like to see, Pez. We're going to get, you know, 90-odd thousand on Sunday for battle of who actually makes it. You probably expect a sold-out Gabba to determine who gets the second or third spot. It's going to be an incredible round. Yeah, it's just every club, other eyes are on. There's there's a couple of dead rubbers, uh, but you're always going to get that in the last round anyway and what the teams have to play for. So that'll be a lot of uh, my thoughts this week. What, what does this team have to play for? What are they going to come out with? What mindset... Uh, what effort are they going to give? Uh, and before we get into all of that, the only man that has mattered this week, uh, apart from the actual footy, which hasn't been spoken about too much, source, is Alistair Clarkson, the ex-Hawthorne coach, because he was nearly signed, sealed and delivered to North Melbourne. And the, the rumours were all around him going there. And then some Essendon rumours came out. There's actually been people that reported that Ben Rutten lost his job earlier in the week. And... Uh, it, that hasn't happened yet, but he is a dead man walking, depending on what Alistair Clarkson wants to do. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's so many stories to, to talk about this, Pez, and unpacked, because uh, the the long and short of it is is that a couple of weeks ago, Essendon made a decision to go, you know what, no, we're, we're going to stick with Ben Rutten, he's got another year contracted, we're, we're happy with him, we're, we back him, and in two weeks the club has been turned upside down, they've gone through an absolute mass exodus at the top, where they've just sacked, 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 uh, and the moment that happened, three or four days, they're in talks with Alistair Clarkson, apparently, apparently, rumour has it that they've been speaking to him behind closed doors for, for a little while he did allude to early in the year Alistair Clarkson that you know he was asked a question about the different list and he said he was interested in Essendon but um, you know it's it really you really feel for um, Ben Rutten because imagine going to your job Pez and uh, all week everyone's talking about how if this person is available you're sacked automatically because at the moment they're saying that he's the person for the job unless we can get this other person there. Horrible way. It's disrespectful what yeah, they've done to him. It is a, a horrible way to go to your job, but he's already gone to his job on game day. Did you see the vision of Nick Hind, who hasn't really proved himself anything, comes off, walks off the bench, uh, walks straight past Ben Rutten, doesn't make eye contact with him. Ben Rutten's actually trying to hit him to speak to him and talk to him. He is not giving him anything. No respect uh, and pretty much like... We don't respect you as a coach. I don't want to play for you. Yeah, but I'm sorry. Like, if they don't respect him, then do him the due diligence and say, you know what? Don't 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 make him wait. Don't sit there and go, oh, you know, we're going to keep you in case we don't get Alistair Clarkson. Because all it is is they've dangled Alistair Clarkson out there. As a, sorry, uh, Ben Rutten as a carrot for Alistair Clarkson. You know, the, the job's here if you want it, mate. We'll, we'll get rid of it. We'll move heaven and earth to get you. If you don't trust the man and he's not the man for the job, then sack him. Like, you know, at the end of the day, we trust our football club's pairs to do the right thing for him. And if he's not the right man for it, it shouldn't matter whether Alistair Clarkson is available or not. Get rid of him. Yeah, well, if he's not, who who else are they going to do? That's probably what they're thinking. But who cares, Piers? Like, if you're doing if you're doing an evaluation of it, and if he's the best person for the job, then he should we shouldn't you shouldn't even be alluding to Alistair Clarkson. He's obviously not the best person for the job. So, but, so why are we even bothering it? Alistair well, Clarkson's Alistair, been around for, for for all season. If Alistair Clarkson went to any club or called any club's head honcho and said, hey, I'm interested in coaching your club. If you want to give me the position, I'm in. Mm. How many clubs say no? Probably, the, the, you'd say the top four. 
top four. So 14 other clubs do. They, they might think they've got the right man for the job now, but if a, a better man comes along... Thanks. But so don't openly come out and say that. Like, don't, don't, don't come out and, and do this and say the pressure's on and start, to, you know, admit to be talking to Alistair Clarkson and all that sort of rubbish. Like, he, he either is the person for the job or he's not. Like, there's no need to put Ben Rutten through this. And let, let's say, let's say he doesn't, they don't get Clarkson. How does Ben Rutten rock up there? If you said he's already lost the playing group's respect, he can't rock up going past this week. I think he's not coaching next year, regardless if Clarko chooses them or not. So he's got too much pride, Pez. Well, yeah. he, he can't walk away. He has to get sacked. Is he going to get sacked or is he going to do the... Uh, the I, I wouldn't was be. Was it Brad Scott? I wouldn't be. I'd be making... I'd be making. If it was me, I'd be sitting there going, you know what? No, you didn't want me. And now you want me to step down and do you guys a favour. No chance. You, you don't want me, you sack me. Well, he was the he was the big uh, the big man getting the job when he, when he first got it a few years back because he was the succession plan. And then they made the finals last year and they're up and about and they, they still haven't won one since 2004. So the big question is... Alistair Clarkson. Now, he said to GWS, he's told them that I'm not going to Greater Western Sydney. I want to stay in Victoria. Uh, so it's pretty much up in the air between two clubs. And he's giving an answer, apparently, from North Melbourne tomorrow afternoon, on the Friday afternoon. So it's North Melbourne or it's Essendon. We know that Essendon have the better facilities. They've, they're at the club that are richer, more money, uh, bigger fan base. Uh, and a, richer, a richer history. In, richer in, history. All of those things. Uh, but if you take that away, Source, take it away, you choose the club, not because of the colour of the jumper or which one you think looks better or Arden Street versus Tullamarine down at the hangar. It's list versus list. You're Clarko or you're going for the job. You get to choose either one. Which one do you choose? It's a really tough because it's two completely different scenarios. If you're looking for Clarkson, you know, as Clarkson, you want to be the person that turns around a club straight away, your obvious choice is Essendon because they were there last year. Their list isn't too bad. It probably needs a couple of different um, different game plan, bring in a couple of coaching of, you know, your support team, and you could probably get that, that list to finals. North Melbourne, clean slate. Bigger challenge. Uh, you know, they've been a, a club that has been um, <laughs> in shambles the last couple of years. They've had a lot of top-end talent pairs. Like, you know, if you go through their list, uh, they've had, you know, uh, Horn Francis, who we may not be there, number one national pick. Will Phillips, two years ago, number three pick. Uh, LDU, mate, Luke Luke Davis-Uniak, number he's four, 2017 draft pick. Number five in Ben Cunnington, a little bit further back. Number five in Polak. Number six in um, Stevenson. Luke McDonald at number eight like they've got a lot of top end talent there that hasn't performed and if they lose this week they get another number one another draft one pick. draft picked as well so i mean that's very enticing that's that is extremely enticing for me you compare the two lists and i, and I think the list it depends what you get it depends what you want do you want longevity and success do you want to build up north to be you know like hawthorne one of those clubs i mean we saw what clarko did with hawthorne and i would put hawthorne at the end of clarko's clarko's um coaching career very similar to where Essendon are. They had a couple of top-end talent guys. They had enough lists to sort of there. And what happened? They had one year of success, maybe maybe two years of not real success because they didn't win finals, and then they dropped off. So I would say that is very similar to Essendon. If I'm Clarko, I'm actually going to North Melbourne. I'm building the legend of Clarko. I'm building it up. Yeah, it's how, it's how you want to build the legend. and uh, that, if That's you, me personally, though. If you go to either club, the expectation is going to be the same. It's going to be, hey, you need to turn us around. The expectation at Essendon is probably a little bit more because he needs to make finals next year. If he goes to North Melbourne, he's not expected to make finals next year with that list. The top-end talent that both sides have, Essendon have more top-end talent. They have had some injuries, but they have underperformed for what they expected to do with their list. So, yes, they, they need to make changes in their list. They've got a lot of players from other clubs that have come in. So they're probably a more enticing for free agents and, and things to come into Essendon as well rather than go to Arden Street and go to North Melbourne. So there's different things uh, and how to go about it. Essendon are going to be in the draft still. They're going to get a, a top-end talent. What free agents are available? Who can I talk to? Who can I get to this club? If I put, like... He's got relationships with Jack Gunston, Luke Bruce. Can I slot one of them into the Essendon forward line and, you know, really put myself out there to compete for finals? If I put them in North Melbourne, I'm probably, you know, the development isn't there. We're not ready for it. So which way is he going to go depending on free agents and uh, past relationships? Yeah, I mean, it's it's really tough though, Pez, like, because as you said, if you're just doing facilities and money and opportunity, then Essendon is the easy one because they've got an, an immaculate... Um, a uh, training facility down at the airport, you know, in Tullamarine, it looks really, it looks amazing. But 
I think that the, the building, uh, the, the legacy of turning North Melbourne around where they are from now, like they're on the verge of being sent to Tassie, their resources are pretty horrible, Arden Street has, you know, continually doing redevelopment, I use the inverted commas there because, you know, redevelopment for them is getting a new treaty in there and that's about it, like that's the, the redevelopment there in those change rooms, but I think that if you are Clarko, you're taking that, I mean the lists in comparison are quite similar if you look at the averages, you know, you look at their rookies, Essendon had nine rookies with one uh, category B, North Melbourne had five rookies. You look at the age difference, 24 years is for Essendon, average age versus 23.7. The average games played currently, 55 games versus 57 games. So there's a list when they're put on the average are quite similar. But as you said, the talent definitely is there with North Melbourne. Oh, sorry, with Essendon. If you look at their player rankings, you've got Zach Merritt, Darcy Parrish is, is your top two by, by a mile compared to the next one. Then you've got Jake Stringer. He's probably you know your next one there. But how many years has he got left? So if he's going to be there for the, for the next journey, you know, maybe one or two years, he maybe doesn't even get re-signed. Peter Wright there, absolute bargain for where they've got him. He's still quite young enough. The North Melbourne's top-ranked player is Toddy Goldstein. And he's got not long to go in terms of that. But then you get into the, you know, the enticing, those those ones that haven't performed week in, week out. Joy Simkin, Luke Davis, Uniac. you got the... the um, Nick Larky, Cam Zerha. Exactly, you got those inconsistent performers. Now, does that talent reflect talent that's there or does and they haven't had a game plan or consistency or a coach that they believe in so they're performing week in week out or is that talent not actual real talent and it's one it's, of those circumstantial talents it's it's real talent it's it's hard to perform week in week out you're a shit club and you're losing the the contested possession you're losing the ball you don't win the ball to get it to your forwards when you do kick it inside 50 you're under the pump you're under pressure so Larky and Zerha they've had great seasons for the delivery that they've got uh, if you put them in a, into a top four side heading into the finals there'd be a lot of sides that'd love to have those type of players in their uh, forward 50 and if they got a Richmond delivery in the last couple of weeks or they got a Geelong delivery into the forward line those players would be up there kicking 50 plus goals yeah, I mean, Lark, you know, Larky and Zerha are 23 years old, and they've played in, the, in, you know, in 2017, they're, they're, sorry, 2017, 2022, they've both played 19, 18 games, kicked 37, 34 games in one of the worst teams in, you know, in the in the modern era, basically. That's that's enticing. Paul Curtis is coming through, he's played 15 games, kicked 12 goals, he's 19 years old. 22, you know, LDU, Curtis Taylor's 22, Jai Simpkins, 24. They've got some They've got some talent there. You've got the number one draft pick, you know, they'll get a number one, and I'll use again the inverted commas because they they won't get the actual number one. He'll go off to uh, to Brisbane, already elected, sorry, the father-son rule to go to Brisbane. Um, so, like, they, they've got a lot of talent there, but it's a, it's a slow burn for the North Melbourne one. It, it really is going to depend what you want. What, what would you do? Uh, it does depend what you want. I would pick... Um, Take your hatred away from North. I'll there, I've got hatred for both of these clubs. <laughs> this is the, this is the problem. And if I take away history and things like that, and I just want to win, I'm going for Essendon. If I want to build, I'm going for North Melbourne. So personally, I'm going to take the Essendon list if I'm Clarko and try and compete for finals. See the Essendon list, Pez. You've got one or two years to get success. Because I'll go through just the, you know, the, the, I've got Hurley who retired today. Fantastic, you know, good to see him back. Uh, he'll get his last game this weekend. He's at 31. Heppel's at 29. Sheil is 29. Tipper's already retired at 29. Devin Smith's 28. Jake St- Stringer's 27. Nick Tyne's 27. So you've got him for another couple of years. I'm delisting him straight away. <laughs> <laughs> He's not playing a game. Zach Merritt's twenty six, so this is where you start to get to the you know the the potential talent that you can sort of build around for longer than two years. Merritt, Laverde, you've got Peter Wright there, who's twenty five. You've got Darcy Parrish, who's twenty four. Francis, who's twenty four. Redman, who's twenty four. And then into that real you know that real great talent there, pairs in terms of you know Draper's twenty three, Ridley's twenty three. You've got Joe Colbell's twenty one. You got a good balance there, and you didn't actually, say yeah. you didn't say a lot of thirties. No, a lot of them didn't start with a three in front of them. So, some of those players will play some good footy into their, you know, when they're 32, 33. So, um, I'm happy with my choice, and I'll be coaching the Bombers as of next year. Yeah, I'm glad to to beat you next year, Pez, uh, coaching for Essendon as well. <laughs> no, there you go. Actually, yeah, um, it's, it's interesting when you put. Sorry, just Pez. Oh, I was originally all over North in terms of that one, but we actually do go through the ages and that. And North Melbourne's top end talent. Uh, sorry, Essendon's top end talent and that potential talent talent in like Nick, you know. Nick Cox and, and some of those young blokes under 25, Essendon actually is a really enticing thing. Um, but I think that the expectation of the fans would be get us back to final straight away. 
And I think that actually could. Yeah, I, I do think Clarko takes the pressure off on some of those because he's got to be in there to trust. Everyone wants him. He doesn't need a job interview. So he kind of takes the pressure off, takes the pressure off from the media because they're not going to be hounding him after two losses like they would any other coach. So pressure's off a little bit. Either club he choose. Looking forward to see who it is tomorrow. But round 23, Source, this is the, this is the big stuff. We start with, with a clash that, you know, you can have three results in footy, a win, a loss, or a draw. And a draw would be absolutely huge on a Friday night here. We've got Brisbane taking on Melbourne. And... The, the top four shapes from here and other games depend on one of these teams losing. So Collingwood is sitting there outside of the, the top four. Fremantle is sitting there in with a chance. You know, if Collingwood were to lose to Carlton and uh, Brisbane or Melbourne lose, they can sneak into the top four. So big game on Friday night footy. You want to have it in your own hands. You have to win this game if you're Brisbane or if you're Melbourne. Yeah, to paint a picture there, Piers, you've got Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, Collingwood all on 60 points and Melbourne play Brisbane and Collingwood play Carlton. Both of those are 50-50 games. It really leaves it open there. Sydney play your mob, and you'd say that they probably get that win, and they've got a nice little hefty percentage there, so they probably get second spot. But, you know, third, fourth, and then to miss out is is really crucial. Brisbane and Melbourne, head-to-head, you know, the, in a game where Melbourne has been the premiership favourite since day dot, and there have been an inconsistent team all year, Pez, because they had a great run at the start, and then they went into a little bit of a, you know, win-loss, win-loss, little bit of pressure. They've thrown away a couple of games that they probably should have re- retained, you know, with big leads. Brisbane, similar sort of stuff. They, they could have had second uh, spot sewn up, Pez. They, they, they finished the job against Richmond. They're sitting there clear outright at 64. They just need to, you know, just turn up. And even if they lose, they're, they're sitting there probably, you know, battling for second mm-hmm. or third. So there's a lot, a lot at stake there, Pez, not only in terms of finals, but reputation, because Brisbane have this tendency to not perform in finals. And this is basically an elimination final because the loser... Misses a second chance. Well, in the AFL era, only two teams have won outside of the eight. Oh, outside of the top four, sorry. Two teams have won the premiership. Yep. So um, for one of these teams that lose and don't get there, yes, they'll get a home final. It's finishing fifth or sixth, but they don't want to be traveling that next week. To They could be traveling to Sydney. They could be traveling down to Geelong if they're an interstate side uh, down at the MCG anyway, where Brisbane haven't won a lot. So that game's massive. The, the next game after that, well, Collingwood versus Carlton. It, it comes down to if Collingwood can get a win, it doesn't matter about Fremantle because they've had the draw. Yep. So if Collingwood win and whoever loses on Friday night, they get, top four, they they get, get a top, top four, four finish. But in the same game, if Carlton win, they guarantee themselves a top eight spot because on Sunday, the first game, the Bulldogs have to win. And if the Bulldogs win and Carlton lose, the percentages will shift around yep. no matter what and Bulldogs will make the eight and Carlton will miss out, then Collingwood could take, make the top four. Yeah, unless, Western, top unless the away. Western Bulldogs win by basically a point. Uh, it's, you know, it's 0.1, difference. So, you know, Carlton need to win, and it's it's unbelievable fashion pairs. Not, and the, the same scenario happened in 1992, round 23, exact same scenario. Collingwood needed to win to make the top four. Carlton needed to win to, to, to make the finals, and, you know, Collingwood got the chocolates, finished top four, and the rest is history after that. But this is huge pairs. This is massive. So much expectation because Collingwood here, they've sort of have gone the season with that sort of nothing to lose mentality and they just kept winning the games. They kept chipping away, but now for the first time this season, they're not, not only do they have expectation of, of winning because they need to retain that top sport, they've got a lot to lose. And that mentality of nothing to lose, it, it doesn't come into play here. Carlton, same thing. They've got a lot of pressure and they haven't got any excuses anymore, Pez, because if they lose and give up this top eight spot after sitting there top of the ladder after the first two rounds and being in the top eight, Pez, every single week of the season... There's no excuses for them, and it's, it's, it's a huge setback for them, especially with the expectation from the fans, the coach, and the media pairs, because their list is very good when when healthy. All right, let's say they win. Richmond are taking on Essendon. If this scenario happens, Richmond win, Carlton win. Carlton will finish eighth. So they're going to play whoever finishes fifth source. So if Carlton win, that means Collingwood lose. That means Fremantle might win. Carlton might have to travel over to Fremantle, or they might have to travel over to Brisbane. Or they have to play Melbourne at the MCG, which we just saw last week. Mm. That's, a, that's a big final either way. So they win and it's not over for them because they can't but get, they, get they, flogged in a final. But they give themselves a chance against all of those matchups. And, and because Carlton has been a good list. So it, that's what I'm saying is they've got so much more to play for and so much more to lose by not winning. And that sounds dumb, Pez, because 
they have an opportunity. If they win this week, they, you would have to give them a 50-50 shot against Fremantle, against probably Brisbane, because you know, and maybe Melbourne as well, depending how they're performing. So like, there's, there's, there's winnable games for them to get to a second week. Oh, and that's what they'd want to do. But no Carlton fan is thinking about that at the moment. They're thinking about that goal uh, in the last 14 seconds uh, last week, which actually, that's why they're in this position. Yeah. If they won that game against Melbourne, which they should have won, they mucked up there at the end in that last minute, they'd already be there. So they, those fans are sweating and it is going to be a bloodbath in the crowd uh, on Sunday. And, and Pez, it's funny because we've spoken about this a couple this year, and I feel like it's the you know we haven't spoken about this in football for a long time. Is how many games have been decided by poor execution of managing the clock? Richmond have cost themselves, you know, well they have redeemed themselves now, but they, you know they could finish. Well, they couldn't finish anything. They're seventh. They're, they're seventh. They're, seventh they're good, you know. But Collingwood, uh, they've you know Essendon should have retained the clock there, and they wouldn't be be in the position that they're in. You know, probably with Rutten, they have that win. They keep that winning streak alive. Some different circumstances, but but Carlton have let a, a real golden opportunity. They lose they lose the unlosable basically. Pez, you know, with twelve seconds to go out, all they needed to do was hold the ball. They had the ball. Bad turnover. Bad kick. Results in a, in a loss and, and fighting for your life. You remember back to the start of the year, Carlton were actually getting big leads yeah. and then they were giving them up but still winning the game Still close. winning the game. I remember a game, Port Adelaide, they're up by 50 points. Port Adelaide came back, only lost by three. So say Carlton lose that game, they're not in the finals anyway. So Carlton have done well to get where they are, but they, they probably needed that extra win somewhere just to secure it. So it's going to be a massive round. What was a massive round, Source, was... Uh, us last week with our bet slip. Soft review. It's no official review. How does it end? We don't know. They kind of lost, but they won as well. It was a big week, Pez. Big week indeed. Bounce back for you and me. Well, just hitting all the goals again, Pez. Back to back weeks for me in the positive. We already talked about the Friday night game, Pez. Let's take things off. Uh, we both sort of started with a loss on the Friday night, didn't we? Uh, no, I had Brisbane minus thirty. Oh, I just, and a half I just and was a bit unsure, Pierce, because the week before all you did was throw out red crosses. I was well, all I can see from you is uh, red crosses at the start, so you're not going to be liking the start of this. But well, I'd like to speak about this game: the Bulldogs versus the Giants. I had the Bulldogs over 102.5 points. It was 25 to 22 during the third quarter. Like no team could score. Bulldogs started off quite well. Giants came back and the, the Bulldogs actually had to work really hard to, to come back over the Giants, take the lead and win the game. And uh, they just got there in the end and um, won by under a goal. The sports bet should have given out a justice refund for any poor bastard that had to watch this. This was the, the most disgusting game of football. Just anyone watching. I walk, I walk past, I was at the casino having a bit of a drink and a bit of a punt. Pez, I walked past the TV after watching the first 10 minutes and saw the score. It was 23 to 25 or something. And I'm like, Oh, they must be watching the game on delay. No, third quarter. You're kidding. Right? You are kidding. Do what you always just repeat what I say on, on the pod? I just was just painting <laughs> a nicer word picture there, Pez. Uh, but it was absolutely a shocking game of football. Uh, and I had in this one Josh Dunkley to get more disposals than Lockie Whitfield. And uh, he basically got three or four handball connections in the last uh, last minute or so. And... Uh, Got a loss there, Pez. Yeah, lost by three, so the the two units there. But we head over to Adelaide and North, and I just put Rory Laird because he was in good form. Most disposals, two dollars two at sports bet. He didn't get it, uh, and he was a dollar seventy five at other other bookies. But I had a unit there and uh, lost that one. I had a two leg same game bonus multi pairs. I had uh, Ben Cunnington to get twenty or more in his game back. Fantastic scenes watching him run out with all his kids there, and you could see the tears in the eyes. And he had a, a pretty good half time pairs, but taking so much time away from footy definitely uh, takes the toll. And he was unable to get the, the twenty disposals. I had Zan, uh, Cam Zerhar as well to two or more goals. He got that, but uh, lost the bonus pairs, but no money lost in the, the account. No good for the bonus. The next game was uh, Gold Coast versus Geelong. And uh, this is one that I really liked. I didn't do a Pez special like uh, we have won a bit of money on this season source, but I went the over 151.5, Brad Close for 15 plus disposals. I love seeing him get those chain of handballs in the middle of the ground and just uh, get that to get those disposals up. And Geelong, I put it down a little bit, minus 15 and a half. Probably should, should have put it up a bit because Geelong actually slaughtered the Gold Coast Suns. But that was a cheeky 544 source for, for a big tick and a, and a big win. 
Yeah, huge win, Pez. Just like Geelong, massive win. Uh, I, I talked about this being a danger game, but wow, was I wrong there. Geelong totally dominant in the first quarter and just uh, actually had didn't uh, let their foot up all game. Um, I had Geelong head-to-head and over 155.5. Geelong almost got that in the own scoring one uh, one you, You've got to look Pez. back at that and wonder how that's paying $2.40. Yeah, pretty ridiculous. Yeah, pretty ridiculous. But uh, I definitely will take the bonus 25 on that, Pez. A nice little $60 return for me. Yeah, the next one uh, was going to be a red cross for me, but... Uh, uh, 14 seconds to go was the, was the goal there from Melbourne to crush Carlton's hearts in the crowd there and uh, had Melbourne 1 to 39 so they weren't going to win by 40 plus and they got the win in the end so another green tick yeah, Pez, I was talking about the Moneyball specials last week, how much I was loving those, and uh, this was one of two that one of two that got up, uh, missed the first one, but I had Oliver to get more disposals than Sam Wash, 29 to 27, Oliver cashes for a two-unit bet. Yeah, do you ever win any bets that aren't um, promos? They're not promos, <laughs> standard. <laughs> All right, we'll see what the next game is. What's the next game then? You would have won a game that's not a promo. Oh, I didn't have a yet stay steer clear in the in the Richmond Hawthorne game. Is that what you're talking about? So Fremantle, uh, West Coast, I didn't bet. Uh, Why well, I had a, a promotion for a money <laughs> bet. <laughs> and uh, I had uh, Caleb Sarong to get more disposals than Andrew Gaffpez. And, uh, at 210. Love this one. 210 oh, for some reason. I'm a little bit, I think that's a bit of a mistake there. He had 25. Gaff had 22. I looked I looked in all sorts early, though. Gaff got out to a flyer. And uh, this Pez, this game was actually great to watch. It, there was going back, you know, the Derby's always grouse over there at the uh, SPS Stadium. West Coast just kept. Kicking that goal here and they there. Did. And Fremantle just, just butchered the ball inside 50. I thought Fremantle were going to cover the line, which is around 38. I thought they were going to cover it easily. And the you know wet weather and inefficiency going forward didn't let that happen, but they secured the win. Uh, you're talking about Richmond Hawthorne. Uh, I, you stayed away, but I went Richmond minus 22 and a half. And wasn't this one of the most easiest bets to wow. watch? Like they dominated in the first quarter and then didn't really look back after that. It was a really disappointing performance from Hawthorne. Uh, Richmond Richmond looked good, Pez, and uh, they're starting to build a little bit of momentum. I wouldn't want to be coming up against them in September, as we know with their history. But let's get on to one of another dominant performances, Pez. Sydney taking on Collingwood. And, wasn't and it? it was a great dominant performance. And I don't think people are talking a lot about this one, considering the you know the deficit that was Essendon versus Port Adelaide. But Sydney looked good. There was a packed SCG, Pez. It's been a long time since I've seen Sydney uh, going like that. Yeah, up and about. They're, they're a very unselfish team uh, inside forward 50. Like They'll always look uh, for another another player. They'll only take a shot from the boundary when they desperately have to. So they get the ball out of the middle and they go from there. Now, I, I stayed away from this game and the Essendon Port Adelaide, so it's all on you, and I'm, I'm sure you want to bet that wasn't a promo here. Yeah, I went with our good friends at Mintbet Pez in our promotion. Uh, <laughs> it was the bye-bye buddy anytime goal scorer max bet of our $20 Pez. So was that one? Just the free what, money. 0.8 units Pez. That was absolute free money. The third goal of the game. He had uh, another two later on to salute that, but it didn't matter Pez. 40 in my pocket. Just double it up. And the, the, ne- the next game we didn't bet on by the looks of things there, but Port Adelaide oh, dominated geez. and it's got to be disappointing for the Bombers. We've spoken enough about Essendon Pez, so I'm not going to waste my breath talking about that. Let's get on to another winner for me pairs the multi brisbane richmond and sydney tick 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 you little ripper a two unit multi pairs at 256 yeah i had my uh multi one here multi which one. was my saturday special the the five legs uh adelaide one to 39 tick geelong minus 23 and a half tick melbourne one to 39 tick the bulldogs minus 15 and a half couldn't get the job done. There's a red cross. Score 15 points at all. But is. I'm glad after that loss, it was raining at Fremantle because I bumped their line up to 57 and a half. And if they kicked straight and actually were efficient going inside 450, they might have got that. But uh, we're nowhere near it. So a red cross there. Bonus bet goes begging. But my second multi had to put the four legs in to get over the $2 odds. odds. Bulldogs, Fremantle, Geelong, Richmond. Two units there to bring two and a little bit back. Uh, loved it. Yeah, that's a nice little multi-pairs. All right, keeping the dreams alive is our bet slip, Pez. Uh, let's think about how we went for the round. Yep, so I, oops, I'm, I didn't forget about it this week. I've you got it open You here. just cut me off there. That's fine. That's, that's cool. fine. That's fine. Nine units I put out. 17.42 units back in for a profit of 8.42 units. Awesome. Love it, Pez. I staked 9.8 units just to up your one, uh, but didn't didn't salute with the return. I only returned 16.32, but still a profit loss of 6.52 units, Pez. Two positive rounds for us means we continue to climb for the year. Yeah, it's massive. So I've staked 204.4 units for the year, but returned 282.48 units for a profit of 78. 0.08 units. Oh, so that, whatever your unit is, multiply it by that. And that would have been your profit if you followed every one of my bets. 
Yeah, you know, have a lazy 50 on every one of those pairs. There's just close to four grand full of profits. You love that. I've staked for the year pairs 176.64 units, returned 209.99, a profit loss of 33.35 pairs. You love to see that. You got to love to see that. And on Twitter, they had uh, the fire emoji for both of us because they're just, we're, we're going there and it's coming to the last round of footy. And I kind of don't want this season to end because uh, we're just absolutely killing it. Pez, we've got one more round of the regular season to make profit. Another four after that. Profit, profit, profit. We are going to be singing big, singing huge units. And if you haven't already, jump on to all our Twitter posts and our uh, social medias. Get on there, Pez. Where can they find all these uh, value bets, basically? At Behind the Bound on Twitter. If you're not following or you don't have an account, make one and get on board. Yeah, make one and start making some money. Let's get into our bet slip for the last round of the regular season. The fact that the size of the bets was relatively small. Our bets with an opportunity about 50 metres out. I was with a mate and um, we were getting, getting sort of ready to leave and he, he said, um, I think I'm going to whack 10 on, on Maxi, do you want do you want some as well? And I, I said... Yes, Bruce. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That's what you'll be saying if you get along with our bet slip. But as we always do, Pez, not only Saturday specials, let's get the specials for the round. Uh, what is it? 23. 23. <laughs> takes a special and goes bang. And there's Bruce again. We miss him in the commentary box because you've got absolute spuds in there now. So sports bet, they've got bet rates. <laughs> <laughs> Bet returns for all match this week if you're eligible. Ladbrokes, they've got the same game multi, only one refund per day. So that's one for Friday, one for Saturday, and one for Sunday. They've got the footy lines Friday and Sunday, the $2 lines, and they've also got the mega multi that you can go on there. Make sure you read the terms and conditions. As always, Neds have $2 lines only on Friday and Sunday, so it'll be $1.90 lines on the Saturday for Neds. 20-plus at halftime, you win on head-to-head bets over at Neds, and a three-leg same-game multi Friday and Saturday this week. So uh, quite strange. Bet365 has the same tab. We love how they've put it put it down. So they've got the head-to-head special. Now you've got to make sure. $1.10 minimum odds, $2 odds total has to be over $2 and you can't do the multiplier. Uh, you put your, your bet on up to 50 bucks, you get a bonus back, back if one leg loses, if you have three plus legs, or if you have five plus legs and two legs lose, you'll get your bonus bet back as well. And they've also got the same game multi, they've taken it down in the last couple of weeks from four legs to three legs source. So if you if you jump onto tab, you can get three legs same game multi. Now Moneyball, this is the first time for Moneyball here. I've got the, the $3 same-game multi-offer, which is there all the time, and it's there on my account. But my alternate account actually got uh, got sent this one. So they've got the player $2 head-to-head specials, which you've been jumping on board, Source. And this week, isn't it great? Because I've been able to jump on a special and jump on with you to try and make some money as well. We've got Lockie Neal versus Christian Petrarca. Who's going to get more disposals out of them two? doesn't matter if they get less than 15 or less than 20 or less than 25. Just it's just the other more than the other. It's a great if watch. It's, if it's a tie, it's a bet void. Even so it's better. not even a loss even like on other companies. The other game is Essendon-Richmond. Mason Redmond versus Daniel Rioli. Daniel Rioli playing his halfback role. Redmond in the back line there. Who are you going to choose as well? Blue bet, the same three as usual. 12-plus um, uh, lead at halftime. You get paid out early. And they've got Bluey's Disposal Bonanza source. Five yeah. bucks. Five or more of these players to get 25 or more. So you've got Neil, Canelio, Dangerfield, Short, Wines, Dacos, and Warner. Make sure you do your research with this one, Pez, because quite often people see the specials and like, oh, it must be great value. Remember, bookies are designed to, to you know, the house always wins. You go through each of those ones, those players, Lockie Neil, eighteen to get 25 or more. Canelio, 57. Sorry, 157. Patrick Dangerfield, 193. Jaden Short, 203. Ollie Wines, $1.19. Nick Dacos, $1.77. And Chaddy Warner, $1.95. So there's three or four of them that aren't guaranteed to get it. They've probably got one, two, three... You know, you probably want Lockie Neal, Canelio, Ollie Wines, and uh, who's the other one? No, just Ollie Wines. So four out of the six that they've listed there probably are your ones you're sweating on. Two or three others, Pez. So, so make sure you look at it properly and you do your research. There's also injuries as well that can play a part. And uh, you try and multi them up. Like, this is my advice. If you see a promotion, 
try and multi what they're offering in the promo on another company or anything in a same game multi and just compare the odds to see if there yep. is actually a big price boost. Or well, not. the odds for all of them to get it, Pez, are seven legs, which obviously you don't need seven to get them. But to give you a little bit of a reality check about how unrealistic it is, if for all seven to get 25 or more, 29.81. So 29 yeah, so bucks big, for all of them to get it. So it's huge price. odds. It doesn't have to happen in that one. So they're offering you five bucks, but I'm not going to take that and, and not do it. But just do your research on the promos. Now, you are all over Mintbet, which won you your, your money last week yeah, on promotion, Buddy. promotion. Unlike me to use a promotion in betting. <laughs> yeah. Any Anything else you can you can tell us? Because that's all I've got for the specials today. Yeah, Mintbet have um, a Melbourne or Brisbane special. So Friday night, they've got the Brisbane versus Melbourne game, uh, obviously in the AFL, and you've got Brisbane versus Melbourne in the NRL. So if you think Brisbane is going to win both of those games, you can get six bucks for that to happen. Or Melbourne to win both games, you are, can get four bucks. Are the Broncos favourites in the NRL? Do we uh, know? I would say not. I, uh, so Brisbane if and it's Melbourne... it's six bucks, it wouldn't, would it? You would say not, considering the AFL is a 50-50. Pairs, but if you give me two seconds, I can pull those yeah, odds yeah. up right now. So for that game, two sixty outsiders are the Broncos. Melbourne Storm dollar fifty. So if you pay, you know partner them up on their own, you could probably get some decent value a dollar fifty for for Melbourne as well as maybe Brisbane if you think that's going to happen. So my advice is to to, to go with Mint Bet because they're going to be our sponsors soon. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> there you go, official sponsor maybe. But yeah, hopefully uh, the iPads on charge. It's halftime in the NRL now. Now we do watch NRL. Sometimes source, especially when there's no Thursday night footy, but I wouldn't call myself an expert, so I'm not giving any advice on uh, no, definitely that not. promo there. <laughs> definitely not, Pez. We'll stick to AFL where we uh, know what we're talking about and we make a little bit of coin. Pez, you ready to get into our last regular season round of the bets? Oh, I'm excited about this one. Me too, Pez. There's a lot of value to be had this week. As we spoke about, there's a lot of contests that are close, so if you think you've got a good read on it, there's some money to be made. First game of the... the um, oh, shit. Jesus, I could have had a big breath then. First game of the round, an absolute blockbuster. We've already spoken about it. All we need to know in pairs is who we're, who we're backing and what the odds are. $1.84 favourites are Brisbane at home at the Gabba. Melbourne outsiders $1.96. Minus 2.5 is the line. The over-under, one seventy and a half pairs. Talk me through your bet here, pairs. Who are you backing? Yeah, so before I say who I'm backing, I think uh, I like Brisbane here. Because yeah. Melbourne have underperformed. They've got away with a couple of wins. And I just think they're, they're travelling to the Gabba. Brisbane have been really good at the Gabba uh, over the years, except for in finals. But this isn't a final. But it, it ends up kind of being like a final because Brisbane, packed house, need to win. Need to win. To get a top four finish. Because they need, if they don't get a home final in the first week, that's fine. Source Because they guarantee themselves the second one. But if they can steal a win in the top four, even without a home final, they guarantee themselves a home prelim final to try and make that grand final, which they haven't been able to do while they've been up in the top four the last few years. So I think Brisbane can get the win, but uh, Melbourne, experienced finals campaigners, will they stand up and uh, do something a little bit different and, and try and get the win here? I'm staying away from it uh, personally. I've got, I do have Brisbane in my multi, okay? So that's my, my bet there at the end of the day with a couple of other legs. But I've gone uh, down Source's thing. Now, I've seen Source make... Lots and lots of money with, with these promotions and Moneyball on my alternate I don't know if it's account. a promotion, pairs. I think it's just their normal, their normal, thing. Let's normal not, thing. Let's not say it's their promotion. It's just, okay, just a normal thing that they offer. It's their promotion, but they don't offer it to everyone because they don't offer it to me. Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's a good Blake special and you're just not a good Blake. I, I have to get it from, a, from an alternate account, which I have. See, and, and that's why. And that's why. People that you know cheat the system like this, pairs. you're not a good Blake, so you're not offered it. Got the screenshot in. <laughs> and I've gone Lockie Neal to get more disposals than Christian Petrarca. Now, these players have been known to get 30-plus disposals, have massive impacts on games. Lockie Neal, last time he was at the Gabba, he had an absolute perler of a day. He got tagged by Windhager from St. Kilda last week, and he didn't get uh, as many disposals as you would think Lockie Neal would get. But he loves the one-twos. He loves running forward. And I just think Lockie Neal over Christian Petrarca this week is a good bet. At two bucks, with a, with a void, uh, you get your money back if, if they tie. I, I just... I'm... I'm on Lockie Neal's bandwagon Friday night. Yeah, Pez, so am I, actually. I think that Lockie Neal does get more um, disposals than Oliver. If you're looking at doing your research, Lockie Neal, six bucks for most disposals, Group 1. Clayton Oliver, 250. So uh, the bookies definitely have some different odds there, Pez, but that's why we um, you know, we lean on our own. We don't just follow the bookies every time. I've gone the same thing, Pez, the, the Moneyball special. I'm on Lockie Neal, 50 or more. I think he sews up the Brownlow as well as a little bit of a spoiler. 50 or there. more 
disposals? No? Yeah, 50 or more pairs. There's a bare minimum. <laughs> That's going to be paying I've a bit got, more than two uh, bucks. I've got two units on that one pairs at the 50, um, obviously the max bet there. I've also gone in uh, with a three-leg same-game multi-pairs. I've gone over 140.5. I think this will be a really high-scoring game, free-flowing. Brisbane to win and under 200, which is probably my little bit 50-50, but the line is there at 170. That gives me 30, point, 30, so, 30 either side. I think it's good to go. 254 of the odds, two units. Okay, so $1.84 odds you're saying before the game Brisbane by themselves you've actually put two lines there an an under and an over one of them's definitely going to win so if Brisbane win and one of those win and one of them loses you get a bonus back bonus bet back so a bit of insurance but if you hit that middle you've actually bumped the odds up to 254 yeah and I, you know obviously the book, bookies are bookies for a reason and I think that they've got this 170 about right so I've gone 30 either side of it Pez which you know you, you're very familiar with obviously this is your little life hacking uh, betting so I love this uh, love this bet Pez yeah, the, the mug will be all over that because he, the mug punter, he loves the over-unders and he'll have something to comment. I'm when sure, we put I'm sure the, he'll tell me that I'm wrong and it, when it, we put it, the, it'll miss by one point or some shit like that like it has the last couple of weeks, Pez. When we put the bet slip out. But uh, the, the next game, the Giants taking on Fremantle. Yeah, this game here, I'm a little bit surprised with the odds. GWS are 275 outsiders. No surprise there. Fremantle, dollar forty four favourites. Minus 12.5 is the line. Over-under, 149, Pez. Uh, Fremantle have to win this because they win this, they get a guaranteed top four spot. I don't understand why... $1.44. I thought they would have been down a bit closer, about the $1.30 sort of mark. I know they're playing away from home, but GWS, uh, I mean, in Fremantle, they'll be playing in front of 10 fans in, in, over there. So uh, I'm all over Fremantle in this one. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you, which uh, <laughs> We're in it, trouble. It does, ha- does happen sometimes, <laughs> but I think the bookies have the odds wrong. I, I would like to see Fremantle down. Oh, I don't, wouldn't like it, actually, but I would think they would be more closer to $1.30. Yeah. But I loved seeing them at $1.48 because then I got excited to look at the line source. And the line, 12 and a half. And then while I was looking at the line on, I think it was Ned's or Lad's, Refresh, Went out to 13 and a half, but it's on a Saturday. They didn't offer the $2 line. So I've gone over to bet 365, still got the 12 and a half at $1.91. I've put the two units on it. No other little gimmicks with same game multis or anything, just flat out, straight up to win. Fremantle minus 12 and a half. I think this line should be closer to 19 and a half. Yeah, Pez, I, I totally agree. Um, we just supported that with that. I've gone three legs, same game multi with legs, with negs, legs, leds, whatever. Legs. Uh, three legs with neds, Fremantle, over 125 and a half, under 180 and a half, Pez. A little bit of your special magic there. 225, two units on that one. And that, that will cash, Pez. That will cash for sure. For sure. You better hope yeah. GWS uh, don't score 22 uh, that, points. That, over, that, that is money for VBs, that one. Pez, been a while since I've called that. That is money for VBs, that one. And with the over-unders, been playing a little bit of a, oh. little bit of tricks and shadows. Tricks last, and shadows but uh, talking about dead rubbers, Piers, we hit Saturday afternoon. North Melbourne taking on Gold Coast. The only thing here to lose for North Melbourne is the coach. That's the biggest thing that they're playing for. Show number one performance. Pick. Number one, they're not losing number one. If they win, pick. they lose the number one draft. Exactly pick. right. So there's no reason for Gold Coast to be a dollar thirty-two. It's absolutely ludicrous for North Melbourne to even win this game. Three thirty uh, outsiders are North Melbourne. Only the home ground advantage is what they're talking to there. Dollar. 32 outsiders are the Gold Coast Suns. Minus 22.5 is the line. Over under 184.5 pairs. As you said, North Melbourne have everything to lose here by winning. The odds should be so much uh, closer down to $1.10. Yeah, I, I, Gold Coast have nothing to play for either. Away from home. Well, they, 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 they do and they don't, pairs because Stuart Dew is obviously keeping his job. There's a lot of those young blokes that uh, would be knocking on the door of uh, contract renewals and they might not get be in the regular 22. There's going to be a big season review from Gold Coast. The last game, they need to go out firing and then they can enjoy their uh, their Melbourne trip. Yeah, so do North Melbourne. They've got a couple of nah, weapons up forward as well. Davis Uniac in the middle. So depending on how they go, I know you've got a soft spot for Gold Coast source. And, Love uh, the Gold Coast. I, I just... I don't know who's going to win it here. I'd probably lean towards the North Plus, but I'm steering clear uh, at this stage and probably on the day as well, just because I don't really want to touch that game as a dead rubber, but I will watch it with interest to see what does go on. Yeah, I'm steering clear in this one, Pez. I do have Gold Coast in my multi. I think $1.32 is a nice little filler there. I don't think uh, North Melbourne are going to win this game. They, they, they don't gain anything from winning it. They lose the number one pick if they win this because uh, West, West Coast aren't beating Gold Coast. Uh, aren't beating Geelong, let's be honest there. So, uh, you know, there'll be some creative coaching moves from the intern coach, Patch Adams, who we know he's not getting the job. Do you hear him talk during the week, Pez? He was, fa- he was fantastic advocate for the for North Melbourne. I hope they keep him around. He was. He, he's played for them before and yeah. he, he wanted Clarko in and he just spoke, hey, this is a great group of blokes. This is it. I'm 
I'm not here. Usually the interim coach sometimes is going for the actual job, so they don't really want to talk yeah, up he's been fantastic. anything, but he's all for North Melbourne and he just wants them to succeed. And that's good to see from a, one of those interim coaches, as you said. He actually has some cl- uh, passion for the club. He wants what's best for the club. You love to see it. You know that he wants the, the number one pick there. He wants what's best for the club, so he won't uh, definitely cheat or lose or tank, but uh, they'll be creative with some positions, I think, Pez, and get the job done there uh, by losing. Nor <laughs> we get on to the four, uh, 435 Pez down the highway to GMHBA Stadium, Alphabet Stadium, as you love to call it. Dollar two favourites are the Catters. West Coast Eagles, 13 bucks. Minus 65 and a half is the line. Over under 166 and a half pairs. Uh, nothing much to play for Geelong. They've got the top spot sewn up. They're uh, probably going to rest a couple of players. Danger's 300th pairs. Uh, he's quite a young bloke to be able to get to the 300 mark. Only the 99th in history of AFL to get uh, 300 there, pairs. Oh, only the 99th. Well, it's pretty. There's a lot of players that go through the AFL system. There you go. All right, fair enough. But this is interesting in in a different way here. Source: You've got uh, Jeremy Cameron, who's out injured this out week. Injured, uh, really, really. You know, he uh, was in with a chance to you know compete with Ferkerno with the with the Coleman Medal there. Tom Atkins, your man. Managed. Out, out. Just got to manage him uh, into finals, into the bye. I'm going to bet finals. on this. <laughs> <laughs> Reece Stanley out injured as well. But the West Coast Eagles, Gaff out injured. His season is over. Nat Nui injured. His season is over. I don't know why you would risk Nat Nui with his body and his um, history anyway. So not too much to play for. The only thing I could think of when I was looking to bet on this game was maybe Tom Hawkins just kicks an absolute bag and, and gets above Charlie Kerno, but he was paying about $2.40 for five goals. He's paying uh, six bucks for six goals, Pez. That's ridiculous. So I don't like that at all. So I am steering clear. The big red cross, I'm not going near it. Uh, will I watch it? maybe to see how Brad Close goes, one of my uh, main men I love to watch uh, these days. I think the biggest thing that uh, in this game is expect a lot of those uh, young blokes to really fire for Geelong because they are fighting for a spot because Pez... Close is not fighting for a spot. Geelong's, in. Geelong's best 22 is still undecided. There are a few names that, that, that are coming back. Um, you know, obviously there are a few, you know, like Myers. He hasn't really sewn up his spot. You're looking through there. Um, Rad- Radagalia gets his first. Well, Dalhouse isn't coming back in, so he doesn't really have a chance. For no, finals, but like those, those sort of blokes, like you know, they're, they're not on the fringe, but those ones that have been in and out. But at the same time, Pez, people are going to be walking around in cotton wool, not wanting to lose their spot. So it's a really, really interesting game in terms of that. I'm actually steering clear, Pez, because uh, I'm going to go down there and enjoy a, uh, enjoy a few frothies down the highway. Uh, oh, my and, heart uh, just skipped a beat. What's going on here? Yeah. I, I need. I need medical attention. You didn't bet on the Geelong game? Well, well Pez, what, what I like to bet on, I like to do the Pez special. And, uh, <laughs> no Tom my, Atkins. No Tom Atkins. No Jeremy Cameron. No bet. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I know. I bet you I still picked the wrong forward too with that game. <laughs> you, you'll pick Hawkins for no, six and Radical no, E will come I did, out. I did speak last week, Pez, how I put a little cheeky bet on um, Cameron to win the Coleman and Justice Refund on sports bet. So uh, everything's turning up Millhouse for me. <laughs> the old Justice Refund, get your money back. There you go. Which is, is, which is, was which it in is, bonus bets or...? Is it just cash? Uh, no, sure? I don't know. Actually, they haven't they haven't paid it out yet, so I'm not sure what will happen. I did see the little. Oh, it's a bonus fifty. Oh, that's annoying. No, oh, well, there's your bonus. Oh, uh, speaking of bonuses, you know, I used my tab one last week. You know, I used it on something completely yeah, okay. different, yeah, yeah. and I was like, oh, I cost myself. I actually got a, a tab one back today from the MLB, three out of four in the uh, head-to-heads, but I'm not, going, I'm not going to use it because I'm not going to uh, do a source. I, I never do that. You spoke. You said it last week on the podcast. You're trying to win that. back the... You're the, trying to win back the bonus bet so you can use it on the pod. did, yeah, exactly right. Yeah, I did win back yeah, but your the bonus week's bet, already passed. Your week's already passed. It. I'm not going to use I just it. No, it has not passed. Has passed. You're a piece of shit. You're a flog. <laughs> right. Speaking of flogs, Essendon taking on Richmond. 345 outsiders are the Bombers after their their dreadful week. Ben Rutten fighting for life. We don't know if he'll still be on life support up until then. Richmond, uh, favourites, $1.30. Minus 23.5 is the line pairs. Over under 176.5. If he has a problem like me and he needs medical attention source, I'm sure no one at Essendon would uh, tend to him because they just uh, they don't want him at the club anymore. They just want Clarko there. But this game, I, I think Richmond win. They don't have a lot to play for in ladder position-wise. I think they will win it and finish seventh. If they lose it, they could go down to eighth. Uh, but they can't climb any higher. So they're going to be playing an away final. It could be an away final at the MCG, though. We don't know until the end of the round. I'm steering clear of this game. Uh, and I don't even have them in my multi. So there we go. 
Before all the uh, news came out about Alistair Clarkson, Pez, I jumped on uh, halfway through the first quarter on the Sportsbet. Uh, sorry, of the Richmond game. Sorry, the Essendon game last week against Port Adelaide. I jumped on Sportsbet. Richmond are sitting there. Minus 17 and a half is the line. And I'm like, you little ripper. Dropped 50 on that one, uh, two units. Uh, but now that all the news has come out, I'm a little bit uncertain with it. But I am going to stick to my initial uh, thoughts that minus 17.5 will get the job done. The line at the moment is minus 23.5. So I've got 6.5 points. I'll say 6 points. Oh, great. Great that the uh, listeners can jump on board with that bet, mate. I'm just giving them a little bit of an insight of how you can get some extra value. If you can pick some trends and look at, look ahead, you that's a great way to make some money. You could have tweeted it out for the fans. I didn't know if I was going to use it or not, okay. Pez. I might have kept it for the personal, but I, I'm back in my initial how instincts. How many times does Source do this through the year? Huh? All the just time. Think non-stop, that. Just non-stop. think about it. Try to cheat <laughs> hey, some value. Try to cheat some value, Pez. That's a great punting st- Is that not a great punting strategy to look a little bit ahead? Well, not if you're not, not going to use it on the pod because you think it's not a good well, who, bet. It's not a good punting sorry, strategy. Sorry, do you not punt outside of the pod? Do you only punt on the pod? No. I don't have an MLB podcast. How can I, <laughs> <laughs> how can I punt on that? I don't have an AFL pe- podcast, Pez. I've got a Making Money podcast and, and that's the no, way to do it. You, do, you didn't let me... <laughs> Steph Curry, I bet on him in the, in a pod and you cracked the shit. You did not let me bet on him. Sorry, I, did, I don't have any control whatever you bet on because you never follow the rules. You've, I don't know. You've opened up a can of worms heading into the last round, Sauce. It's yeah. like one of us is down like 100 units or something. Oh, really? Is it like the way you were talking about me last week? <laughs> Jeez, you're a piece of shit. You, you got into me last week about th- being 30 units up. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We All right, oh. speaking of... Well, just, I'm not going to use the same intro for the next game. But <laughs> we go across to uh, South Australia, Pez, for... What do they, they call this one? They don't call it the Darby, Showdown. The showdown, the Adelaide Showdown. I mean, the biggest question in this one will be, will Port Adelaide wear the prison bars stripes that they've been uh, lobbying for? Will there be a, a change room uniform malfunction like they did a couple of years ago? Port Adelaide, $1.35 favourites. Adelaide, three fourteen minus nineteen and a half is the line, over under 166.5 pairs. I hope this is like the derby last week at SBS Stadium and they just beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> I'm looking forward to this one, even though uh, both teams won't be in finals. But the prison bar jersey, I've got a solution. Port Adelaide and Collingwood, make it a tradition. They play the first game of the oh, year against each other and they alternate home grounds, yeah, yeah, every first round of the year. And if Port Adelaide win, they get to wear the prison bar jumpers in the, the yeah. rest of the season for, say, three games and one against Collingwood and they have to come up with an alternate. But if Collingwood win, Port Adelaide don't get to wear it. I love that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. How good how good would that be? Like actually something to play for and like realism, first game, had a big preseason and then it's like... Your club's jumper literally is on the line. That's yep. awesome. You want to play in your historic jumper? Here, you bet you beat us yep. for it and go and make it a tradition every year, but alternate home ground advantage. Love it. That's um, the first good idea you've had this podcast. We've <laughs> been doing this for five years. That is a banger. That's an absolute banger. You watch that come to life next year. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, even though I've got no say anywhere in the <laughs> AFL, but here I love Port Adelaide to bounce back. Do you remember what happened last time? Jordan Dawson had an amazing set shot after the siren to win the game off his left boot. He's a beautiful kick of the footy uh, for the Adelaide Crows, but Adelaide is struggling. Port Adelaide, you know, beat up on Essendon last week. They're going to continue to try and beat up on uh, their brothers. Uh, what do you call them? Brothers over across across the church or whatever they are in, what? in Adelaide. <laughs> the brothers across the church. There's only churches in Adelaide if you've ever been there. Like, there's nothing there else goes to Pez's do. Pez's geographical like knowledge is like, uh, church, uh, yep. Oh, I've, I've been there. There's nothing to do except go and visit a church or go to the footy. And I went to the footy and uh, Port Adelaide minus 18 and a half on bet 365. Two units there. Uh, I, I really like that bet. I like Port Adelaide to, to win this big. Yeah, I, I think I agree, Pez. I think that they win this big. Uh, they don't want their cross-town rivals, you know, across the other side of the church, on the other side of the, the pews there. What do they call it? Down the altar, the other side, you know, the family side, the brother's side. Nope. Oh, no, I was trying to jump on your little analogy there, but I'm not going to uh, lose my tr- breath anymore. <laughs> Absolutely struggling. But uh, they'll, 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 um, Port Adelaide will bounce back, not only against uh, Ap- uh, against Adelaide, but also to send off one of their absolute legend, lock for the Hall of Fame there, Pez, Robbie Gray, who announced his retirement today. 270 games. 365 goals, three-time uh, represented international team honours, three-time John Cahill medal, which is the Adelaide's best player, two-time Port Adelaide leading goal 
uh, kicker, three-time All Australian, sorry, four-time All Australian. And Pez, there was a there was about two or three years in there. He was absolutely the best player in the competition. And I, I know that you're going to hate this story, Pez, but the the amount of uh, willpower that he had to win games off his own boot, oh. you witnessed firsthand in that St Kilda game. And he was an absolute. He is an absolute St Kilda game. You remember the the Carlton game after the siren where he won it. <sighs> absolute over there. superstar. Uh, and I do remember the day he did his ACL down at. Um, Eddie had Marvel, Dockland Stadium, whatever you want to call it. It was shattering and he just came back really strong and was able to play that small forward position, marking forward, beautiful set shot at goal and uh, congratulations on a fantastic career. Yeah, really well said, Pez. I'm steering clear in this one. Uh, if I had to make a lean, I'd go Port Adelaide the line, minus nine and a half. I don't mind that at all. All right, on to the Sunday special, Pez. Before we get into this, I think the AFL has really missed an opportunity here. They've got the one ten start for the Hawthorne West Western Bulldogs game. This game will finish in the middle of the second quarter of the Carlton Collingwood game. Beautiful. Beautiful. Why beautiful? Oh, because if the Bulldogs lose and Carlton are sitting there at half time and they're it's a close game, they go Oh, boys, we're in finals. Crack a beer open at halftime. Let's go. Yeah, it makes it really dangerous for punters. They should have done this at the same time, the game, and just either either done it at the same time, exact same time, or do the first one what? so you can watch it all the way through. Now, I'm struggling to think, but other sports that do same time when finals and positioning's on the line, mm. there is a couple of other sports that do that. Yeah, like so, NBA do it quite often. Uh, MLB do it a little bit. Sometimes the NRL do it um, before it depends what, what the fixture is doing. But uh, see, it's hard with the... Um, the broadcast rights as well, isn't it? Where yeah, they guaranteed like, games at different things. A, they don't want to compete with each you've other. You've got a one ten game. If North Melbourne's playing, you're playing this at nine thirty in the morning. Like so just just move this one half an hour forward. Half an hour forward's not gonna cut it. Forty five then. That's not gonna cut it. It's two hours, twenty minutes apart. Oh, I don't know. Just just move it forward. Move it forward. <laughs> move forward by half an hour and still you you'll see it in the end of the second quarter <laughs> yeah, in time. Shut up, Piz. <laughs> All right, we get on to the first game. Hawthorne taking on the Western Bulldogs. Two eighty seven outsiders are the Hawks. A dollar forty two favourites are the doggies. Minus sixteen and a half is the line over one seventy two and a half pairs. Bulldogs have a lot on the line here. They must win. Pez, they have been really disappointing in these big moment games though, and Hawthorne. In Tasmania, I, 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 you know, sending off a couple of legends for their for their Tasmanian fans. I think this is a huge danger game for the Bulldogs. It, it can be dangerous. The only reason I'm going down the path of my same game multi bet is because the Bulldogs have to go into this game. They're the only other team outside the eight that has a chance to make the eight this week, and they have to go in there thinking we need to win. We need to win big. Uh, we can't control what happens in Carlton Collingwood, but we want to give ourselves a chance. We don't want to end our season to go. You know what? We didn't even have a chance. Go into the room after the games. Watch watch the game as a club after you had a big win against Hawthorne and see if you're going to be playing in two weeks' time or see if your Mad Monday starts right there and then with slabs ready on hand on ice. That's what it is. So I've gone <laughs> Bulldogs minus 16.5 at the fixed line, $2 line. And the only other things I've done is Bulldogs to win, which obviously doesn't really matter, and Bulldogs plus 19.5. So if they win source but they don't win by minus 16.5, it's a bonus bet back for me. I boosted the odds as well to $2 on four, and that's with Ned's one unit. Yeah, interesting, Pez. How do you prepare for that one? How do you how do you, how do you go on the, the plane to Tassie? Do you buy the slabs down in Tassie and risk having that shitty cascade, yeah. or do you you bring some of uh, the very best down from uh, from uh, Victoria and get the, the Victorian price and not the Tasmanian tax on it? Well, it depends what the, the players want to drink because there might be some Jamison and, and Dry there thereabouts. Oh, these, scotch l- these lads are from Footscray. They the are on the, the very best pairs. There is well, no doubt about that. Whatever it is, you, you're either paying the import fee, you're getting someone at the club, you're just giving them a job this week the, and they the sneaky, have to have it ready. second plane. There you go. Love that. Have to have it ready. Here's your 20 kilos or whatever that you, you're taking across <laughs> importing. <laughs> That's, that wouldn't get through much. Oh, well, you've got multiple different people maybe you send six people over so you've got 120 kilos of uh, booze there that you can send down but you've got to be prepared not to open it because if you win and you what you have to watch the next game and Carlton lose you're still playing your season so you've got to recover properly you got to keep going Mm, I like it like that temptation but you Colin would get a get a um down and Carlton are winning and you're like oh our season's falling away you just look at look at beverage and beverage goes you're not looking at beverage; you're looking at a beverage. As yeah, you, uh, you give the old uh, <laughs> give the old wink there to a teammate and go, you know what? Let's crack this bad boy. You you try sitting in a in a room with Tommy Liberatore and telling him with us with what you said six blokes holding their 20, 20 kilos of beer and just go, 
I just just wait till the result there and be like, no, thank you, sir. Liv has got someone set up already that he's got a drink bottle with <laughs> with booze set up because he's he's ready to go down to Hobart or Tasmania wherever they're playing. He's going to score another century. Oh, he definitely will, Pez, if they are. if uh, Carlton get the win there, Pez, and therefore season is over, look out, Tasmania. I- I'm steering clear in this one, Pez. I am really leaning f- uh, towards Hawthorne. I think plus 16.5 is a nice little line. I know the Doggies have a lot to play for. They have been disappointing in these big moments. They normally uh, they normally just need to be in finals to be able to make the difference, but this isn't finals, Pez. Uh, Hawthorne have had some big scalps, and they have an amazing winning record down in uh, the sunny city of uh, Tasmania down there, Pez. So I'm steering clear, but I would lean towards uh, Hawthorne at the line. Plus right. 16 and Lean, Leans central, but the big game. Huge game. Carlton, Collingwood. Four, a top four or a top eight finish. One of them's going to win. One of them's not. Yeah, this is a great game, Pez. I can't wait to have my Sunday afternoon in front of the, the TV, not be like the Bulldogs and have my VBs ready to go. Dollar ninety-two each way. It is a pick and Pez. Minus five and a half, minus point five is the line favouring towards Collingwood, but it is actually a dead rubber when in terms of line over under one sixty-five and a half. Pez, who wins? Why? And uh, what are your bets? Oh. Cheeky. Oh, double cheeky. Cheeky. Oh, cheeky. Cheeky. This is, this is really cheeky. Because that's where my cheeky comes this is, to. <laughs> this is really cheeky. And uh, it's just a single bet source. But I, I don't even care for this bet. This is, this is the thing. <laughs> so on the, draw, the draw, haven't you? No, I, I haven't. I haven't gone that cheeky. But it is quite cheeky. I've gone the cheeky 10. And the 0.4 units here at tab. And I've just gone to try and get one of these clubs' hopes up and just... Drown the other clubs because they're going to be like Pez has bet on this team to win here. Pez hasn't bet on the other team. I've just gone the little Carlton Blues, forty plus. Love it, seven fifty. Love it, Pez. There's the cheeky ten, and Pies fans will be dreading that. Everyone thinks it's going to be a close game. Maybe Carlton just uh, kick away with it. Love that, Pez. If it gets the 40-plus, I think I'm in good stead there, Pez, because uh, I've gone uh, cheeky as well, and I've exactly the same thing, Pez. Three-league, same-game multi, 587 of the odds, over 164.5. Carlton minus 10.5, the alternate line. I think they get the job done. Well, actually, I don't really care. And Jackie Martin to kick a goal just because I want to see his celebration. I love a little bloke running around. Imagine him going around, kicks the winning goal, flipping off all those Collingwood fans. Oh, that'd be so good there and juicy. So I've got 10 on that one, Well, if he kicks the winning goal, you're not going to win your bet. Hey, no, it kicks the sealer. <laughs> kicks the sealer. So they're already up by four or four points. And then he kicks uh, up, up, up by five points. Five points. <laughs> up by four. He kicks the goal. You up still by lose. five points. Uh, and then he kicks the sealer to make it ten and a half. And uh, I love that one. I'm, I'm glad you classified all that and clarified it there. All right. We're speaking of dead rubber pairs. Sydney need to win this game basically to salute a second spot. They take on your Saints at Marvel Stadium, but no one will be watching this one because uh, it is a 4.40 time slot, uh, Pez, so you probably won't even be watching this one. 3.18 (laughs) outsiders are the Saints and Sydney pairs are $1.36. Minus 18.5 is the line over under 169.5. No, there's no interest here. Sydney Sydney just win and, and they win well. St Kilda season over, a couple of rumours where maybe Brad Hill's going to try and find another club at the end of the season mm. as well. And uh, Is that fourth club or third club? Third club. Fourth. Fourth, yeah. Hawthorne, Fremantle, St Kilda, and then, I don't yeah. know, maybe North Melbourne. Well, maybe North Melbourne with a return of Clarko. See what happens. There we go, Pez. Uh, you having a bet in this one? No, 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 no yeah, way. Me neither, Pez. Uh, only because I can't watch the game. I'm not going to watch this game, so I'm going to watch the, the Carlton Collingwood. There is nothing to play for there, Pez. Hopefully Sydney smashed the shit out of you guys so we don't have to fade them. Uh, first week of finals. All right, let's get on to your one of seven multis. No, only the one multi this week. I've already said Brisbane. I got him at $1.85 there at Tab. Uh, Fremantle, $1.48, which we, we love that. We spoke about that earlier, Sauce. And Port Adelaide, $1.39. I think they all win there. Um, the riskier one is Brisbane, obviously, with the, the price is pretty similar with Melbourne. So if one leg fails, I do get a bonus back. And I'll put the two units on it at $3.80 odds. Yeah, love that one, Pez. I've gone two uh, units on Tab, three legs, sorry, three multi, uh, head-to-head multi, Brisbane, Frio, and Richmond. Uh, that gives me odds of 361, Pez. What so, a Richmond pain there? Uh, $1.32. That. Yeah, so mine's Port Adelaide is the difference, $1.39. There we go. Cool. Have gotcha. you got your second multi there, Pez? No, no, that's it. I've got one for you. Cheeky! Something you haven't uh, spoken about, Pez, at all. And... Uh, I haven't put it down, but just so the punters oh, know. 
I haven't put it down. You're going to put it down after it wins, are you? No, 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 I'm not. I just, I, I just have, t- just want to let the punters know okay. that if you believe in Pez and you know a bigger St Kilda Flog fan like he is, there is still hope that St Kilda make it. So oh, if, if you believe oh. St Kilda can make it, Pez, I've got some value for you. Three legs, big multi. St Kilda minus ninety and a half, just five hundred and one on its own, right? Carlton minus fifty and a half, and Hawthorne to win. All three of those things happen. Saints are marching into September. Uh, bargain odds of seventeen grand, two hundred and fifty-four dollars and forty-four. Doesn't cents. make sense. Yeah, but if Carlton win by fifty, St Kilda don't make the finals. No, they do. They don't because we're a game behind Carlton already. So Carlton. <laughs> yeah, but Hawthorne beat the Dogs. Hawthorne get in there. Yeah, so we can get above. Them, you'll get, you'll, get, you'll we get, can't above. get above Carlton. Yeah, you get, well, that's what it says on the little thing that I had. I we, had a little picture. Saw it. How do we get above Carlton if they're know, an extra jokes, win? <laughs> you needed to go Collingwood minus 15 and a half. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely blundered it. But I'm guessing the odds would be very similar, Pez, since it's $1.92. So, uh, You've had a mere sauce, but we're used oh, to it. Oh, geez, that was a good bit too. I've absolutely... Uh, I'm sitting there going the second leg. I'm like, oh. if that happens, season's over anyway. Yeah, well, that's, that'd, so that, need- that'd be a typical St. Kilda finish. But if you have Collingwood minus 50 and a half, it's the same line because it's a pick and pairs and it's an alternate line. So it is, yep. It's still 501 points. So, so 17, 17, what's 17,000? Uh, 17,284 is, is the, the odds. odds. Is the odds. So put a cheeky 10 I on that. I didn't know it goes that high. Who'd you do that with? Just sports bet. I thought sports bets uh, odds always finish. Yeah, but at I didn't put. I didn't, I didn't, that's what I'm saying. I didn't put the bet down, so I wouldn't have taken it. Because it wouldn't have taken it. Yeah. Nah, so I just screenshot it. So you can't actually do it because they would have given you. I think it's like two thousand five hundred and sixty-one yeah, maximum odds. But if you like that and uh, you're a bit smarter than Source, uh, put it on the right for team and uh, watch your Saints get marched into September. <laughs> imagine, imagine you put it down. You did like just put cheeky ten on it and then. I was finishing me up already. Giving you the wind up there. You just want to go home <laughs> yeah. after that blunder. I do. Um, no, imagine you put it down with Carlton and then St Kilda make the finals and you think, you beauty, I've put 10 bucks at 17 grand here. I've won bloody 170 grand. And you look at it and you're like, oh, shit, I chose the wrong team with the line here. <laughs> that would have been shattering. Yeah, but like it's, yeah. Yeah, you're not going to do it anyway. You're not going to do it because it's not going to happen. But go. I'm just surprised you didn't bring it up for the whole podcast. No, because it can't happen. There's still, there's still hope. The Saints are not, still hope. not a hope in hell of making 92 the- points. Not a hope in hell of making the finals, but uh, Betsy will Sydney be out really scared of Carlton. At behind the bound on Twitter source, so uh, you will put out Bet Slips, Pezzes, and Sources last round of the season, last regular season round to make money in the AFL. Yeah, definitely, Pez. Uh, it's going to be an absolute cracker. Can't wait. Uh, we'll still be recording next week despite the AFL round. We'll wrap up the season. We'll play some of our favourites, Pez. We'll play our seasons over where we discuss the teams that didn't make finals. We'll look at some of the All-Australians that are probably coming out. It's going to be a banger next week, Pez, but uh, let's get through the first banger. Can't yeah. wait for the last round. We'll, we'll review our bets as well, which is uh, oh, well, what a lot of people yeah. don't do. <laughs> On Pez, peace out. I'm still sauce. We'll catch up next time. If you're having a punt, as always, bet responsibly.